not deserve any for those who need it plainer. Amen. Plainer. I'm all here this morning, guys. Come on. Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us. We're getting ready to go into a new year. Amen. Everybody excited about it? Guess what? God didn't change. Amen. He hasn't changed one bit. You know what? When the calendar flips another day and another year and another ten years, He's still going to be the same good God. The same good God that saved us. The same good God that redeemed us. The same good God that heals our bodies. Who takes care of our families. He's a good God. And He's not changing. What a wonderful God we serve. Kind and merciful. We should think about that all the time. When we see something bad going on, we say, Oh, what a good God we serve. Because he didn't have anything to do with the bad. People say, well, he's God. He can do anything. He can. He can do anything we let him do in our lives. Amen? And uh, he's not changed one bit from beginning. And he will never change because he has no end. Amen? So we're going we're gonna to look at God's unchanging abilities today. And... Uh, Let's pray before we get started and, get, and hook our faith together. We want, you know, that last song we sang, we said, it said we lift our voice in praise. You notice it didn't say we lift our voices. Uh, we are one voice. And when we worship together, when we read the Word together, when we listen together, we believe God together, and we hear as one. And when we do that, there is mighty power in it, and there's a great anointing to, for us to change, for us to be who God's made us to be. So as we, as we listen to the Word today, let's not listen to it like Dave's talking because you don't want to hear from Dave. Amen? We want to hear from God. I don't want to hear from Dave. You know, I've heard a lot of my own opinions, and they're not very good. You know, God says, is that your opinion or mine? And He doesn't have opinions. He just has truth. Amen? So let's pray and hook our faith together. Father God, we thank You for your goodness in our lives today. We thank you for your word, Lord. And as we read and hear, Lord, help us to hear with open hearts, receptive to your goodness, to your greatness in our lives, Lord. We receive by faith utterance today in Jesus' name, an anointing and revelation that it would go forth and it would go in us and through us and that we would change not only our own lives but the lives of those around us every day through this word that will go forth. And we thank you for it in advance, every good thing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Malachi 3. And don't get afraid, we're not going to talk about tithing. <clears throat> Although you know tithing is not something you have to do. Right? God doesn't give you things you have to do. He gives you things that you should do because they're good for you. Right? Everybody looks at things, you know, because we're people, and so many times we're so unlike God because we tell people to do things that are good for us. Right? Uh, you, okay. You guys have never done that. Me, in my own life, I have been apt to tell people to do things that benefit me. Right? Like, when you're a parent, sometimes you tell your kids no, not because they should hear no, but because it's not convenient for you. You guys, again, have obviously never done that. Thank you for being such good parents, by the way. 
I, in fact, have. You know, but that's not a good reason to say no, by the way. Amen? And so uh, tithing is a good thing, but that's not why we're here. Let's look at Malachi 3, verse 6. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. He is the Lord, and He changes not. You know, a lot of people look at that and they they think change not and stubborn would be the same thing. Right? God's not one bit stubborn. In fact, is He doesn't like stubborn. If you'll notice, He called the children of Israel stubborn and stiff-necked. Right? He doesn't like stubborn. You know, people say, well, this is the way it is and I ain't changing. Well, that means you can't even hear from God. Right? you got people that read the Word and they'll read two words out of one, one verse and base a whole way they treat somebody out of that. Aren't you glad that God doesn't treat you according to what you believe so many times? Amen? He treats us with mercy and grace. The unchanging qualities of God are the unchanging qualities of love. This is what's unchanging about Him. He will love you no matter what you do. And His love does not change towards you. Right? In other words, it's not according to what I do that decides how much or what or how He loves me. It doesn't decide whether He's patient with me or kind with me. It doesn't decide whether He always trusts in me or always believes in me. He's not going to change. Jeremiah 29.11 isn't going to change. He has a good plan for your life. No matter how much you've messed it up, if you'll come to Him, He didn't change. That's what's so great about Him not changing. So many of the times people look at someone that doesn't change, if they don't change in love, they're a good person to be around. And we look at God and we say, He doesn't change. He doesn't change. He's very unchanging. But everywhere He goes, He makes change. Everywhere He gets involved in your life, He changes it. Right? When God speaks, His unchanging love changes everything. One of the first things that He said on the earth, light be. Right? He didn't just want to see. He he wasn't just saying, well, I need light so I can see what I'm doing. No, He knew what light would do. He knew, he had a plan, he had a vision. His vision is so much greater than ours. And his vision said, light will cause this to happen, and this will cause this to happen, and this. And that's what he does in our life. When he speaks into your life, he doesn't just see what it'll do immediately. He doesn't just see that your body will be healed. He sees a miracle for you. He sees that it makes you feel better, but he sees that it glorifies and and lifts him up in the earth. And when he be lifted up, he draws men unto him. Everything he does, everything about him that doesn't change is love. And when he comes into circumstances that we've messed up, <laughs> right? Do you ever notice that circumstances don't move God? Right? <laughs> right? When, when he comes into circumstances, it's like Jesus when he came down there and to the boy and he's flipping himself in the fire and rolling all over the ground and the guy said, Phew. He's been doing this since birth, and your, your, your disciples can't even do anything about it. And Jesus goes, whew, wow, those are pretty bad circumstances. Man, we're, we're going to have to come up with something new. No, it didn't change Jesus one bit. Why? Because He was the express image of God. 
And being the express image of God, he immediately did what love does. He found a way in. He said, all things are possible to him that can believe. What's he doing? He's he's not saying, you faithless man. He's saying, all things are possible to him that believes. He's, He's looking for a way in. Love is always looking for an open door. It's looking for a crack. If you'll give it a crack, it'll ooze in there. And it will take over. I don't care how dark a room gets, if you'll crack the door that much and light is on the other side, you will see the light because it's looking for a way in. And He is light and He doesn't change. And and, in every part of your life and my life, He's looking for a way in to every part of it. And this year's not going to be any different. He's looking for more ways to bless you bigger, to get you out of any problems that you made yourself, just like he did Rick. You know, I'm just glad I've never been like Rick. (laughs) Thank God that we've got an example like Rick to not do. Right? You know, some of these some of these people that mess up, we just got to look at them and say, "Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like them." Right? That's what the Pharisee did, isn't it? Thank you, Lord, I'm not like him. (laughs) Glory to God. But we serve an unchanging God. You know, I was talking to my brother the other day. We were talking about this. And we were talking about people and how people are changed by their environment. God's never been changed by his environment. He changes the environment. Everywhere you let him, that's because he's unchanging. And when we become more like Him, we begin to go into environments and change them. That's why He gives us ability through Jesus Christ. Not just so you can have your happy life, right? He wants you to have a happy life, but He wants us to be like Him. The title of my sermon today is Change to Change Not. In other words, let's change to being a change not. Right? I want to be a change not. Right? God said, I change not. God is a change not. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit weird on English, but it's, it's truth, right? God is a change not. And if we become a change not, we will become more like God. Why is He a change not? Because God is love. Love is unchanging. It's unmoved by circumstances. It cannot be manipulated. It cannot be... It cannot be changed in any way. Amen. See, we as people, we're manipulated. We, oh, they don't deserve this. They don't deserve this. Oh, they deserve this. God doesn't look at any of that. He just loves. Amen? God just loves. He just pours out onto us. You know, when, when, when Adam sinned, did you know that the, the, the qualities of God that created the earth did not change? We, something was added to the earth, but nothing was subtracted. God put it there. Right? When God puts something there, it stays there. Right? But then it got messed up by the other stuff that was added. Sin. The curse. Right? In other words, had the curse never come, blessing would be the only thing there was. Right? And then you wouldn't call it blessing because it would just be life. Right? You get it? See, people think that God added the blessing. No, the blessing was already here, uh-huh. right? Yeah. The blessing is the Lord. It's, it's everything that He is and does. The curse is what came, right? 
God didn't have to change because the curse came. The blessing was already, He's already God. Right? People are always saying, well, God had to do this and God did that. God, the, the Word says, God, and maybe do I want to go here. <laughs> this could be a long thing. The blessing of the Lord has always been available. It never went away. Right? The curse is what came. And what we have, see, what we have to get through our mind is because God says, if you, if you don't do this, this will happen. And immediately people, people say, well, because we didn't do what God says, He made this happen. No. He's saying, this is what happens if this, if you do this, this is what happens if you don't. It's already set in place. God did not change. Right? And see, that's where people get it wrong, and, they, and they've got God changing. They say, well, He changed because you didn't do that, so He did this to you. No, He didn't change. He wanted to bless you, and, and, be, and by putting yourself in a position to be blessed, then He could. By not putting yourself in that position, you put yourself in the other position. Many people are living under the curse just because they're not choosing life. Right? It is the other option. But there are only two. Right? And you got people that want to live somewhere in between there, and there is no in between. Right? God didn't change, though. God has not changed one thing that He did. Circumstances didn't change. Remember uh, Abraham. He came to Abraham and he said, You're going to have a child. Right? He said, your, your descendants will be like the sands of the sea, the stars of the sky. Right? I'm going to quit saying right now. Just trying looking for somebody to get with me here. Come on, give me some love. Isn't that what he told Abraham? Now when Ishmael came, the car, <laughs> a dog in our case, <laughs> When Ishmael came, did God say, oh no, oh, oh no, now I've got to create a new plan because now we got Ishmael. This really wasn't my plan, but Ishmael's here. And uh, God didn't change one bit. Right. Abraham changed. God did not. Right. Amen? Yes. And because God didn't change, God's plan still came to pass. Yes. Amen? Amen? God's plan will come to pass if we'll continue in the faith. Now, if Abraham would have just quit... That would have been another thing. But Abraham didn't quit serving God. Right? Right? Abraham didn't say, well, I've got Ishmael, I don't need anything else. Right? He saw that he messed up God's plan. But then God is so merciful, Ishmael was blessed too. Why? It's what God does. He can't change. He can't change. People say, well, I was a mistake. My parents didn't mean to have me. I was born out of this. I was born out of that. You were not a mistake. And God, the minute you hit conception, God had a plan for you. And it was a good plan. Huh? And He makes provision for you and blesses you. Right? God's a good God. He, he, go to uh, Hebrews. Hebrews. I'll read Psalm 145.9 while, while you're going to Hebrews 6, I think. Hebrews. Yeah, you go to Hebrews 6. Psalm 145.9 in the NIV says, The Lord is good to all. How many is He good to? All. 
So if the Lord's, you know, see, that's what I always, I can't ever figure out about religion. They'll say the Lord is good, and then they'll attribute something horrible to Him. He can't, He's not double-minded. He's not confused. He's not hiring the devil at any point to, to teach His people. Right? He's not doing that. He's a good God, and He's good to all. He has compassion. What is compassion? It's love. And not only is it love, it's love born out of the mercy of God. It is undeserved love. In other words, unqualified love. I'm just going to love you because I can. That's the reason you love people. If your wife or your husband ever says, why do you love me? The answer is because I can. It's not because of what you did, because if it's because of what you did, now you're having to qualify your love. And they're going to have to do something more the next day. And how far is that going to have to go? Man, if you're married for a hundred years, they're going to have to come up with some big party the hundredth birthday to get to, to prove their love for you. God loves us because He can. Because He is love, and that's what He does and who He is. And He doesn't change. Amen? And the reason we love is because we have this love in our heart, shed abroad by the Holy Spirit, and now we can love. What we couldn't do before, we now can do. We now have an unchanging quality of God in us, and it is incorruptible. It is incorruptible. We were not born again of corruptible seed, but we were born of incorruptible seed. Glory to God. And we have this love in our heart, and it gives us the ability to not change. In other words, I don't care what they did to you. Because love forgives. Remember, we just heard that Friday night. Brother Moore taught it. And love doesn't need a reason to forgive. It just does. And now you have an ability that other people that don't know God don't have. They cannot forgive. They can try to, but without the true quality of an unchanging love, their forgiveness is brief and fleeting. Right? They'll remember in a moment what you did wrong when they need it. Because it's born out of a manipulative love or a love that, is, that is, requires something on your part. If, if God's love required something on our part, we'd be in big trouble. Right? Yeah. You know what it requires? You believing He loves you. That's what it requires. And He desires so much for us to believe in that love. Because the more we believe in that love, the more He is able to pour into our lives His goodness. And it, the more He is able to pour out of our lives. See, love is an ongoing, infinite, unchanging gift. And it flows in us and through us. And if He can get us to see how much He loves us, then also we'll see how much He loves them. And He loves them, and He loves them. And our desire will become His desire. Right? right? It says if you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in the Lord, you'll learn about His love. Amen. And as you learn about His love, His desires will become your desires. Yes. Right? And people say, well then, does that mean I can't have any? If You can have everything you want at that point because His desire is for you to prosper. That's right. First, in your soul, 
than in your natural person. Right? Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us. This is how God is. Where are we, where are we at? Hebrews 6? Hebrews 6. It says the earth... Uh, verse 7. The earth drinks in the rain that comes... Boy, that's really hard. Oft upon it and brings forth herbs, meat for them by whom it's dressed, receiving blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh, nigh unto cursing. <laughs> that sounds bad. No wonder King James wrote this. You know, we, we did have said, the one that bears thorns, it's junky. You know? But, you know, King James, he said, it's nigh unto cursing. Nigh unto cursing. I want you guys to get that, because if you'll get it that way, nigh unto cursing. But that's, that is a truth of God right there. Guess where the rain came from? God. And it didn't change. The rain came down and it fell on the field that had the good herbs and it had the wheat and it had the good stuff in it. And the same rain fell on the poison ivy. Right? Guess which one grew? Both. Why? Because God's unchanging. His rain is good. Right? Because you know, everybody else says, well, you know, Pharaoh, he hardened his heart. He didn't have any trouble hardening his heart. All he had to do was be God because Pharaoh thought he was God. And the minute he proved himself God, Pharaoh's heart got hardened. Why? Because Pharaoh believed he was God. But, you know, people got to look. Got, we start making God change. If, if God hardens one person's heart, he can just go and harden any heart he wants. And he can. Because He's God. And He knows what rain will do to your ground. Because He knows what's in there. Right? He knows what sun will do to clay. Right? If you got a heart of clay, and the sun starts shining on it, guess what? It's going to get hard. Right? God's not going to change. His light, His love, His rain, love rain. Love reign. Remember, that's why he says, guard your heart. Why? Because that's where he reigns. Guard your heart. Because out of it flow the issues of life. What's he saying? He's saying, don't let stuff in there that you don't want growing. If you don't want poison ivy, don't plant poison ivy. Because the rain will come and it will grow. Guard your heart. What you put in it. What you allow in your eyes, in your ears. What you allow to affect you. If, if you are allowing your circumstances to guide what's in your heart, then when the rain of God comes, that's what's going to grow. God still sent the rain. <laughs> he didn't change. He did not change. He is God. He does not change. Amen? Amen? What does it say in James? He doesn't, that doesn't mean he grew poison ivy. You grew poison ivy. He merely, be, he merely bead God. Bead God. You grew poison ivy. We don't blame God when poison ivy comes up if we're the one that let, let it in there. But we can praise God when the good seed of joy and peace come up, when the good seed of love pops up, when prosperity comes. We can praise God because He reigned. 
And without that rain, you ain't getting poison ivy or the other. But if he changed, and he says, well, I can't rain because there's bad stuff in that ground. Well, guess what? The good stuff in this ground ain't coming up either. He's not going to change. Why? Because the earth didn't change when this curse came. There's still a blessing here given by God. Amen? He's a good God. And He's not changing. He's not changing. The gifts He gives, well, they're good. Look at James 1, 16 and 17. I know you guys all know these verses, but it's, you're starting a new year. Remember how good God is and that His plan... I don't care what happened in 2012. It's, it's, first of all, 2012 ain't over. And He's the God that says all things are possible to Him that believes. And we should at least be humble enough to be like that Father in that case. He said, Lord, I believe. Oh, help my unbelief. You know, he said, I believe, uh, help my unbelief. That, that was humility. Because you know, most people said, Lord, I believe. And they'd have stuck right there. At least this man said, help my unbelief. He gave him a crack and light came in. Boy got healed. Thank you, Lord. James 1, verse, six, verse uh, 16 says, do not err. What's he saying? He's saying, I don't change. Don't err, my beloved brethren. Isn't that nice how James wrote that? He could have said, don't be stupid. <laughs> See, he was walking in love that day. <laughs> right? See, we, we'd have said something like, you big dummy. And then we'd have had to go back and say, you know what? I kind of negated the rest of the verse because I called you a dummy. <laughs> it says, do not err. My beloved brethren, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. What is he saying? Every good gift is from God. Every good gift. He didn't say, and some bad. You know, every good gift and then a few bad ones. He said every good gift. In other words, he's not going to get... The rain came down on the poison ivy too. That's not a gift from God. The gift was the rain, and the good gift was what came up through the rain. Amen? And when you plant the good things of God in our soil... I mean, think about the parable of the sower. What's he say? The Word is the seed, right? And if we'll put it in the good ground, a good heart, right? then it will bring forth good fruit. It will, it will produce 30, 60, 100. Amen? What if you put bad seed in there? It's still going to produce. God's saying, I got good stuff. And every good gift is from me. Every good and perfect gift. Every gift that, 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 is, that does not cause harm. Every gift that is out of love is from me. And I'm not going to change. And people should read that because when they attribute something bad to God, they need to read this verse. Because God didn't do anything bad. He only does good things. And He said, I'm not going to change that. Right? That's important for us to know. When we see something and, and we hear strange doctrines, you, you ever hear strange doctrines? You usually hear them in church. 
Because the world, they don't got doctrines. Right? Their doctrines are, let it be. Que sera, sera. That's the world's doctrine. And somehow or another, the churches have adopted things like that. Right? I mean, a lot of people say, well, I'm glad I don't have one of those churches that they have tradition in. Every church, if they do not watch it, will have tradition. Every person believes something traditionally and religiously. Hmm? You know, the Word of Faith people, the, the wealth and health, we, we believe in wealth and health. Somehow or another, we got into wealth, health, and self. Mm-hmm. We're not the wealth, health, health, and self. We're the wealth, health. And the reason we want the wealth and the health is so that we can be a blessing to other people. That is our purpose. That The gospel is still the number one truth of everything we do. And it is why we believe in prosperity. It's like Brother Moore says, when people are fighting prosperity, they're fighting things like week of increase. They're fighting things like Celebration Sunday. Because that, that can happen because of prosperity. But that's why we have prosperity. So that we can bless and be a blessing. Amen? God's not changing. Aren't you happy about that? He's not changing. And He, brought, he sent His Son who does not change either. What's it say? It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you look back in Hebrews where we're talking about, He was the express image of God. And, you know, I talked about this last week. We don't need to go to the Old Testament to learn about what God's like. You have four books of the Bible that tell you exactly how God is. Jesus is how God was, is, and will always be. You know, that's the man that when they brought the, the, the woman that had been caught in the act of adultery to him, and they had every legal right according to the law to stone her, and, 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 and people say, well, then God changed if he, if he didn't get stoned. God didn't change. He's still love. He's still love. And Jesus brought out the mercy of God rather than the judgment of God. And He kept telling these people, I'll have, sacrifice, I'll have mercy, not sacrifice. What was he saying? He said, I want to show you how God really is. Watch what I do and you'll see the Lord. Right? And all they had ever seen was the law. And he's saying, you can fulfill the law with love. They were fulfilling the law with works. And he was saying, you can fulfill the law with love. Right? And he said, he, you know, he, he let them judge themselves. He actually loved them. Because they were getting ready to act in judgment. And he knew that if you judge, you're judged. Right. People say, well, he, was just, he just fooled all those people. Not only did he get the rocks out of their hand, he loved them in doing it. Amen. Because he said, whoever doesn't have sin, you cast the first stone. What's he saying? If you're, if you're able to judge, go ahead. So he got rid of judgment and he got rid of condemnation and he brought in love. And that's what love does. It doesn't change, but it changes everything. Because of its unchanging ability, it changes everything that it sets its hand to. When we walk in this love... 
when we allow ourselves through the Holy Spirit to love one another and then to love outside of ourselves, then we begin to be like God. When we begin to not let circumstances change how we feel about a person. (laughs) Right? How many people have ever watched a TV show where they're basically just dogging God big time? I mean, they're talking bad about your Lord. Do you feel good about them? Do you want to bless them in any way? Jesus did. When he, was, when he was spit on, when He was talked bad about. Why? Because He could not change. He was and is the love of God. And circumstances did not change Him because He refused to be changed by the circumstances and He changed the world by refusing to be changed by the circumstances. Love will change the world. Amen? Amen? When we operate in this love, then we have the ability to change the world, right? Jesus was the Word of God, and He was sent. And again, He was compared, the Word of God is compared to rain. In in Isaiah 55, it says, So like the rain and the snow come down, and they water the earth, and they give bread to the eater, and seed to the sower. What's He saying? The rain is good, and it does good things. So is My Word. So is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. What's he saying? He's saying, my word is good. And it's like the rain. When it comes down, it does good things. And when Jesus came, what did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. What's he saying? That's who I am. My word is love. I am love. And I do love. My acts are compassion. What's it say in Lamentations 3? I know Mrs. Moore brought it out the other day. But it says, I recall these things, therefore I have hope. Right? What is he going to recall? That the mercies of the Lord are new every day. And why are they new? Because His compassions fail not. See, these are the words of an unchanging person. Fail not, incorruptible, everlasting. These are the words that describe our God. And these are the words that describe His love. Everlasting kindness. Everlasting patience. Everlasting belief in you. Everlasting belief in you and me. He believes in us. If you messed up tomorrow and went to God, he'd, He'd say, I forgive you and I believe in you. Why does He believe in you? He knows what He put in there. He knows what He's put in there through the Holy Ghost. He knows that you have His love. He knows that you have His peace. He knows that you're born again of incorruptible seed. You know what incorruptible means? It means it can't be broke down or washed away. It doesn't matter how much water hits it. It's not going to get smaller. It's not going to change shape. It's going to be constant. That's what we are. We are incorruptible. We're born again of incorruptible seed. We have the ability to be like God. Amen? Jesus, uh, um, you know what the next verse was after, at the end of the whole woman that was caught in the act of adultery? The next thing he talked about in verse 12, John 8, 12, let's see what he said. Right after this whole situation happened, I'm not saying it's the same day, but he said, he spake unto them again saying, I am the light of the world. What's he saying? I'm light. 
Jesus called himself light several times. Why? Light doesn't change. Light can go into the darkest room ever. It doesn't matter how dark that room is. It doesn't say, oh, look at all this darkness. I'm going to be dark. No, it's light. It stays light. It doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how your family is. You remain light. Do not let the circumstances around you determine who you are. You are light. I am light. That doesn't mean we go out with hate signs. Do, you, do, you, do we realize how bad that makes the body of Christ look? Did you ever see a time where Jesus went out with hate signs? That's ridiculous. That is not love, and it will not draw all men unto Him. It doesn't lift Him up. What brought Him to the cross was love, not hate. It wasn't His hatred for sin that nailed Him to the cross. It was His love for me. It wasn't His hatred for sin that, that sent Him to hell. It was His love for me and you. And because of this love, He changed the world. And then He said, you're born of the same seed. What did He, what did he say? It's in Romans, I think. He said, my notes are not anywhere near where I'm at, so let's see, Romans 8. It says Romans 8, he said, He did for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to what? The image of his son. What? See, when he created man in his image, we were created not just to look like him, but to be like him. Adam was the image of God. Jesus, again, came back and became the express image of God. Not just what he looked like, who he was. In other words, Jesus came and became love in the earth. What was missing? Love. Jesus came, says, for God so loved that he sent what? Love. He sent the gift that Brother Moore talked about last week. And he saved us. But it says, then we were conformed to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. Who's the firstborn of many brethren? Jesus, so what are you? You're the next. I don't care if you're one billion and two. You're the next born of many brethren. We are the image of the unseen God. And so what they can't see, they see in us. So if they see hate signs, that's how they view God. We wonder how God got, got a bad rap. It wasn't by them. Was it? They're not preaching the gospel. They're not preaching at all. God gets a bad name when His people go outside of love to accomplish what only love can. When you manipulate a response out of fear, then you accomplished not out of love what only love could accomplish. And it will not grow good seed. It will not grow good fruit. Right? If you get something to happen because you made somebody afraid if it wasn't going to happen, this, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, we'll go to the nation. It's like this fiscal cliff thing. If everybody gets afraid and makes something happen outside of God's will, it won't ever work. 
right? Yes, but we're not afraid of the fiscal cliff anyway because right. no cliff or over the cliff, we won't stub our toe. That's right? right? Yes, because our God is our source and our God is our supply and His love is what sustains us and moves us. He doesn't need the nation's money to feed me. Right? He, he, he'll send ravens with food to your house. Right? We, we can't be... Yes, we want good things to happen there. And, you know, Kim had prayed about it the other day, and, and she keeps saying this will have a good end, right? And, and it will. We're believing that. We're believing for a nation. Because, you know what? There are people who don't believe, and it's going to hurt them bad, and that should bother us. But it shouldn't bother us because it might hurt me. If your dad is bigger than everything else, it can't hurt you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen? We serve a good God. And He's an unchanging God. And, he, and through Jesus, He gave us the ability and said, Be like me. And what was He really saying? He wasn't saying, Come up here and sit on the throne. He was saying, Be who I am in the earth. He's saying, be the image of Jesus in the earth and do the things that Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil. And sometimes He did it by laying on hands. Sometimes He did it by just looking, by just being. He created peace and joy everywhere He went. He, didn't, he was never changed by His environment, but He always changed the environment He was in. And that's us. Why? Because we're light. And that's what light does. Go to Luke. Or no, Matthew. I'm sorry. Go to Matthew then, not Luke. Matthew 5. Verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. This is Jesus talking to us. And He's saying, you are the light of the world. What? He said, I'm the light of the world. Now He's saying, you're the light of the world? Jesus, who's the light of the world? You are through me. Right? And He said, you're the light of the world. You're the people that believe in love. You're the people that have the ability to do things other people cannot do. When God poured into you, He gave you God ability. And you now have the ability to do things other people can't do. And it's not so you can lay hands and, and heal people. It's so you can lay hands in the name of Jesus and heal people and glorify God by doing so. Not so people say, look at Him. He lays hands on people and they get healed. No. It says, these signs will follow those who believe. What's he say? What do they believe in? They believe in God. They believe in a God of love. Why will it follow them? Because everywhere they go, they'll see just like Jesus saw, and they'll say, those are sheep without a shepherd. This isn't God's best for them. I want God's best for them. That's how Jesus sees me. That's, how, that's, that's why He came. That's why He died. That's why He rose again. So that we could have the best of God, and so that the best of God could have us. Amen. Amen? And he said, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill that can't be hidden. What's he saying? He's saying, you, are, you, you should shine so bright that no matter how dark it got around you, you were still bright. 
And people saw, still saw where they could come. No matter how dark it got down here, they could get to this city. Right? See, we cut ourselves off when we, when we, when we become inward. The church becomes inward and they've got, well, these are my people and they're in my group and these are my people and they're in my group. I don't really want any new people. You know, new people, you know, they got new thoughts. They got new ways. You know, we kind of got our own way. You know, they bring the soup. You know, we bring the crackers. You know, we don't need spoons right now. Okay? So we're not going to need any spoon people. Okay? No. We invite everybody who will come to this light. Glory to God. This is a new year. Let's let this light shine. He says, he says, you're a city on a hill. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. You've got this light in you. Don't hide it. Don't, don't hide it. Don't, when you go out of here, it's great. Everybody's shining bright in here. But when you, we leave here, that's where people need the light. You don't need light in church. We need light out there. And when you walk out there and you see people in fear, do what Jesus did. Have a word. Have a word. Have, what did He say? When, when, when darkness came all around Him and they, said, and they said, Stoner! And He said, Whoever doesn't have sin, cast the first stone. And then He said, Who condemns you? And then He said, Neither do I. The only person there that could have. And he said, neither do I. And he, he took a hate environment and completely turned it over to love. Amen. Saved a life and saved others from being judged. When we walk into that situation, what do we do? Stoner! Yes! Yes! Why? Because it hides your sin. What Jesus did was expose that they were no better than her. When we walk in, what's it say in the Bible? It says, don't think, don't think too highly of yourself. When we walk into a situation, walk in there like that could have been you. Right? And begin to love. And begin to do... And, and seek God. Get, you know, Jesus got quiet for a minute, didn't He? You know, too many times, we just answer. Well, the Word says this. Well, that's what all the people were saying. The Word also says stone your kids if they lie. How many people are going to go home and stone their children? <laughs> Don't see any hands. That's because love is greater than the law. The law of the Spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We now have the spirit of life living in us, and that's the spirit of love. That's the spirit that goes into the world as light. And it shines on whoever will go, come under it. Light is unchanging. Light doesn't care who you are. It will shine a light for you. It, it, you know, it's like when light's up here, when, when somebody that's good walks under it, it says, ooh, I'm going to get bright here. And then when somebody's bad walks under it, boom, just shut that off. That's a bad person. No! Light doesn't do that. Amen? Light shines for everyone. That's why it's good. That's why God uses it as a symbolism of His goodness because it's unchanging and it's there for all who will receive it. We want everyone to know how good God is. 
He says, let your light so shine before men so that they may see what? Your good works. Why? Because that's what light produces and that's what light is to there for. It's not to shine on their bad works. It's to see your good works. We got too many people shining in on people. Ooh, look at them. Look at them. Ooh, ooh. Man, they got sin. No. It's to show the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the compassion, the unfailing love that saved you is, is in you to show others. Amen? Amen? What a good thing to be. You go on down in, in uh, Matthew 5, in verse, verse uh, 44. Matthew 5, 44. It says, love your enemies. We say, Dave, you talk about this all the time. That's because you cannot exhaust the love of God. We, the more we know about it, the more we'll walk in it. The more we walk in it, the more we'll love others, the more people will come. There are people going to hell. If they died today, they're going to hell. This should bother us. It should bother us that the goodness of God is not all that's being shown. People are accusing Him of wrong things. And you can't go out and say, well, that's just not true. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. They don't care what you say. They don't care what you say, but they'll see what's in your life and they'll judge God by how He is to you. I want Him to judge Him light. Amen? It says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. <laughs> if, you said this, if you put this verse up in a, in a party, New Year's Eve party, tomorrow night, people will say, you can't do that. And you know what? They would be right. They can't. You can't either without the love of God in you. These things he's writing right here are only possible through the love of God. You cannot love your enemy. You cannot bless those who curse you. You will not do good to those who hate you. And you will not pray for people who despitefully use you without the love of God. But with the love of God, these will be your first thought. When somebody comes against you, you'll say, oh, they are hurting themselves. What happened when, when the people came and they said, Stoner? You know, everybody looked like Jesus got mad and said, You people got sin too. No, he said, If you don't have sin, Stoner. What he did was he made them shine their light on themselves. And he, he was helping them. Love always helps those around it, even if they don't think it is helping them. He helped them. He kept them from killing somebody in judgment and judging themselves. Right? <laughs> they were enemies at that time. Of that lady for sure. <laughs> I'm guessing she thought every one of them were her enemies. Right? They didn't she probably wasn't sitting there saying, you know, they're right. I should be stoned. I don't think she was thinking that at all. I'm not saying she was saying she's innocent, but she wasn't sitting there thinking, yeah, please stone me. I'm worthless. <laughs> no. But Jesus made sure she didn't feel that way either because He said, they don't condemn you, neither do I. No condemnation. Doesn't matter what you did. That's forgiveness. Only forgiveness can accomplish that. Only forgiveness can accomplish the taking away of condemnation. Why? Because forgiveness is an act of love. Amen? 
These things that He's asked us to do, you can't do without the love of God. And what's he, he calls these all acts of God. Verse 45, He said that you may be children of your Father. What's He saying? He's saying that's what I do. Right? He's, he's not saying you have to do these to be My child. He's saying if you're My child, you will do these. You have the ability to do these. Well, it got quiet. Guess what? We are His children. We have the ability to do those things. And He says, again, He, he, he uses a sun and rain to describe Himself. He said, for He makes the sun to shine, to rise on the evil and on the good. In other words, it's light. And whoever walks out in it, they're going to see the sun. Why? Because He's good and He's not going to stop being good because you're bad. His goodness does not end where your badness starts. His goodness goes on forever. And it reaches to all who will receive it. And He says, I'm like this. I make the sun to shine on the evil and on the good. And I send rain on the just and the unjust. In other words, if it rains on your field and you're saved, and the farmer next door ain't, guess what? He's getting rain too. Why? Because I love my enemies. I pray for those who despitefully use me. He's God. And He doesn't change. And He's not going to ask us to do something He does not already do. Because He had to have it first to give to us. Right? Why do we love God? Because He first loved us. What is that saying? He's saying we, He gave us the love to love with. You could not love God lest He first gave you the love to love Him with. And He reigns on the just and the unjust. He is no respecter of persons and He ain't changing. He ain't changing. I don't care what you think you've done or how bad you think you've been. You're not bad. You are good. And you are the goodness of God right here in the earth. And everywhere you go, you should say, I am the goodness of God in this land of the living. I will shine and I will be a light to all who will see the gospel. I will not represent the Lord in the wrong way. I will represent Him in love and faithfulness, just like He's represented Himself. Amen? Amen? And we won't join in with the hate groups. No. Right? You, you ever notice the people, they, they put that sign up because it is in the Bible, it says God hates divorce. You know what God hates about divorce? That it hurts people. It hurts you, it hurts me, it hurts people. Right? How come you never see a sign that says God loves marriage? Right? Maybe these people that go with these signs, they should get one that says God loves marriage. Right? God hates sin. God loves righteousness. God loves forgiveness. God loves all men and all sinners. He died for them while they were yet His enemy. Why can't we have signs like that? That's called lifting up Jesus and that will draw all men unto God. Amen? And if we become this light, what's, what's it say as we go on? We'll finish up with these. In uh, where were we? Verse 46. It says, For if you love them which love you, what good is that? What reward do you have for that? In other words, everybody does that. Why? Because it's a reciprocal. They love me, so I love them. That's what he's saying. He's saying that's not real love. That's really what he's saying. So that's not real love. 
It's like people say, man, my faith is great. I haven't had any problems this year. You'll know your faith's great when you overcome a problem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people that judge situations, they see other people going through stuff and they say, oh, that never happened to me. You better watch it. You ain't in their shoes. You ain't in their problem. You don't know what you would do. I had somebody come to me and said, well, if my wife did this, I'd do that. I said, you don't know. Your wife didn't do that. That's a judgment call we don't make. We love. We're we're in the ministry of reconciliation, right? We learned that last week. We're not in the the ministry of tearing apart and tearing down. He said, if you love them that love you, what good's that? Anybody does that. The publicans do that. If you salute only brethren, your brethren only. In other words, Christians, don't... If we get so inward that we're no outward good, then, we're not, then we, we are not salt anymore and we are thrown in a pile. Everywhere we go, we should be light and salt. People say, I can't work there because they're sinners. Exactly where you ought to work. I can't go there because there's bad things happening. Exactly where you ought to go. If you, if you are salt and you throw yourself in a pile of salt, guess what you are? A bigger pile of salt. But if you are salt and you pour yourself where there's no preservation, where there's no seasoning, then you become grace and you become light in that situation. Amen? God wants us to be light to the world. Amen? He said, if you only salute your brethren, guys, salute everyone. I don't care how bad that waitress is, tip her big. And when she says, why'd you do that? Say, you know, God loves you. And walk away. (laughs) No tomatoes. God's going to do this in us. I I want people to see God. Don't you guys, aren't you tired of hearing things about God that aren't true? Well, the only way people are going to see Him is me and you. And if we are not portraying Him as the light and the love that He is, that's not what they're seeing. Amen? I want to be that person. I'm not saying I'm that person, but I want to be that person. Don't you want to be that person? Remember when you first got saved and, man, you were on fire and you wanted everybody to know what God had done for you. Was anybody else like that? Man, when I came back to God and I figured out He still loved me after all the stupid, idiotic things I had done, I, I did not want to stop. We had five Bible studies going and we loved it. Every night of the week we went somewhere telling somebody that God was good. And some of them didn't like it. And we were still happy when we left. Why? Because we were excited to be the light and the love of God and to know that He's good and we wanted everyone to know how good He was. And that's why we're here. We're here to show the goodness of God. Why? Because it brings men to repentance. It doesn't say the fear of God draws men to repentance. It says the goodness of God draws men to repentance. You want someone to change? Change not. Glory to God. If you salute, <laughs> this is good. I'm enjoying it. 
If you guys don't enjoy it, pray for me. I like it. Thank you, Lord. It says, if you salute only your brethren, what do you have more than others? Even the publicans do this. In other words, anybody can do that. He said, be you therefore perfect. What is he comparing perfect to now? Love. He is comparing perfect to love. You can, we cannot escape the teaching of love because it is everything. And he said, be perfect like I'm perfect. What's he saying? Love the way I love and you'll change everyone around you. Refuse to change and get in fear. Refuse to be drawn in by the circumstances and the environment. Refuse to get drawn into your own little peer groups and your own little place and become the salt and light that I've made you to be and stand up and let people see Jesus Christ and I'll draw all men unto Him. Amen? Amen. That's the God we serve and that's who we are. Right? First Peter. We'll close with First Peter. If I can find it in my notes here. First Peter 1. First Peter 1, verse 23. says, being born again. How many born again I got in here? Well, you were born again, not of corruptible seed. Not a, you're no longer changeable. You're no longer given to change. You're not corruptible. In other words, that's not, he's not just saying that, that your position can't change. He's saying you no longer change. You're not corruptible anymore. You're incorruptible. He said, but of incorruptible by the Word of God. What was the Word of God? Jesus. Jesus was the love of God. This is the love of God. You were born again by incorruptible seed, by the Word of God, which lives and abides how long? Forever. Forever. That makes it unchanging. That makes it everlasting, incorruptible. That's who we are. And by being those things, we can be who He asks us to be in Matthew 5. We can be the light. We can be the love. We can be the salt. We can be those things that He needs in the earth. Right? To shine forth His goodness. And as when our light shines, we're not shutting it off for those who we don't think deserves it. We're not judging and deciding whether the woman caught in adultery deserves the light or not. We're just going to give it to her. And when somebody comes to us and they tell us their sin, we're not going to say, Ooh, you did that? You know what happens when you do that? Your light goes like that. Sin shouldn't surprise us. You did it. Right? It's like when your teenagers act like they're pulling one over on you. You're like, yeah, right. We know where you've been. We know what you did. We were at the same party 20 years ago. not pulling nothing over on that and we're not pulling anything over on people when we say when we say oh you're a sinner no when we show the love of god we are allowing them an opportunity to succeed and an opportunity to become the next born of many brethren that's what we're looking for right you were one of those now they can be one of those shine our light right Shine our light. How many want to shine your light in 2013? How many want to be better than you were in 2012? Amen? And people say, well, I was pretty darn good in 2012. You aren't as good as you can be, though. Get gooder. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You got a song, Matt? I have a mind.